I appreciate y'all allowing me to come. Like they said, my name is Austin Kimbrew. Um, I'm the, I get to be the student pastor at West Jackson Street Baptist Church. Um, this summer, I've been there uh, five years. And so I've been enjoying uh, being out there. So I just want to extend a thank you to y'all for allowing me to come and share uh, with you tonight. Um, I know when Corey uh, sent me the message and asked me to do that, I was honored uh, to come and speak uh, to y'all tonight. And I did. I live in Saltillo, so I did receive one of those door hangers. And uh, I almost marked everything and requested Corey Jeffcoat to come do everything. I was real close to doing all that and seeing it in, but I thought, you know what, no, I better not do that. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't send it in. And so I just want to take a moment uh, tonight to open the Word um, with you uh, tonight. And so before I start that, I just want to share a quick little story. Uh, a few years ago in college, uh, so me and my friends, we decided to go to Myrtle Beach. And so we went out to Myrtle Beach, and as we're going to stay there this entire week uh, for a trip, we decided to rent scooters for the entire time. If we're going to go anywhere, we're just going to take our little scooters. And so we got these scooters. We went out um, on, on the town and just riding around. We went out to eat. And uh, when we got through eating, we all came out. We had our scooters just lined up out front. Um, and we all came out, and we just jumped on our scooters. I got on mine, and my buddy was there. A few others hadn't came out quite yet. And it was just us in the parking lot. Me and one other guy. Um, and I got on my scooter and the kickstand was still up. And man, I was just revving it up. Acting like I was the coolest thing ever as a 20-something year old. You know, whatever. Just revving it up, revving it up. My buddy looks at me and he says this. He says, if that kickstand were to come up, he said, you would be in trouble. And I gave him the words that anybody would say at that time, I got this. And about that time, that kickstand did go up. Right when he said that, in a mid-rev, and that thing came out from under me, and I am walking that thing around the parking lot to the point to where I come into a sign, and I hit that sign, and I fell down to the ground. And we just sat there. I look at him. He just rides off. Don't even say a word. There was a guy on the porch. On the porch. He looked at me. He, he was on the phone. Didn't even smile. Puts the phone down. and looks at me, and he says, Too much power for you? And just kept going on his conversation. And I was sitting there like, oh my goodness, that just happened. And it was just us three in the parking lot, thank goodness, whenever that happened. But the reason why I share that story to kind of to jumpstart tonight is you heard those words, I got this. And that so easily can come into our spiritual lives as well, I think. is I got this this week. I got this and I got that. And I just want to encourage you tonight with some Scripture to go deeper into your relationship with Christ. So we're going to look at a prayer tonight from Paul in Ephesus. And I want, to pray, I want to pray for you with this prayer. This is a prayer I want to pray for you guys because I think you're doing an awesome thing in the community. And I want to take this prayer to deepen our relationship with Christ as well as we walk through Ephesians uh, chapter 3, 14 through 21 uh, tonight. So I want to make sure that every day when you wake up, that you're taking that time to be filled by the Spirit inside because we cannot get in that attitude that I got this and go in our own strength every day. And so I want to make sure that we look through this prayer and it's a prayer for spiritual power. So it's a prayer for us just to look at, like I said, encourage you. And I want to take time to pray for you guys as you continue to do awesome work that you're doing this week. And so I want to read this and then we'll pray and we'll get started walking through it. In Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 14, it says this, For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that He will grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being 
through His Spirit. And that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints that is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to Him be the glory in church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray real quick. Father, we thank You for the reading of Your Word. Lord, and I just pray as we walk through these verses and uh, we talk through them, Lord, I pray You, Holy Spirit, You would teach tonight. God, You would show us Your will and Your way and that You would fill us with more of You and less of ourselves, God. So we pray that over this time. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to take the very first part of this, kneel before the Father, and I'm going to take that and we're going to walk through three points that I kind of want to give you tonight and pray over you uh, tonight. And number one is kneel before the Father in awe. Because I think being in awe of God is one of the most important things that we start our day off with. It's being in awe and wonder of who He is. And in verse 14 and 15, He says, For this reason I kneel before the Father. And I want to think about that kneeling there for a minute um, because that's not a normal posture for this time. You know, it's more standing during this time. But Paul gives us great insight of the prayer life that he refers to as a posture of the heart. And where our heart needs to be daily when it comes into being in reverence and awe of who God is. And being in awe of Him is what's going to prepare us to listen to Him daily as we walk in His ways and not our own. Because here's the thing, the danger of us losing our awe and wonder of who God is, here's what happens. We become in awe and wonder of who we are. And we don't want that to happen in our lives. It's about His, and Paul understood it as a greatness that Paul wanted to see that this church saw that there is greatness that is found in God. And Paul is saying that I understand this. Paul did. and He understood the church needed to hear how great God was during this time. Because the city of Ephesus, obviously you all probably know a lot about that, is known for idolatry. It was known for materialism, perverted practices, worship of Roman emperor, and all this. And then the church would start proclaiming Jesus. So it started having some gospel conflicts, some riots would would, would come out and the believers started making some impact and then what, all of a sudden opposition happened. And that's what happens in our town today. You sit and think, all this great work that you're doing for the glory of God and yet there's going to be some opposition, some things come into this time today. And I believe that the believers started making some impact during this time and some people did not like it when it happened then. Opposition started happening. Today we live in that same kind of world uh, today. But... We can't be caught up in what the world offers. We've got to be in Him daily. And there's no command here saying that you must kneel before the Father every day. I think it's about the heart, what He's talking about here, and that our heart's posture is just reflecting that we're in a position to hear from God every day, to be in awe of who He is. And I want to challenge you, every single one of you, that you start that day off in God's Word and in prayer and in awe of who He is as you serve South Teller this week. Just being in awe of God. So when you pray, I want you to think about the posture of your heart. What does it look like? Because I think Paul had a great posture of the heart. If, I just want to remind you quickly, chapters 1, 2, and 3, he had a reason to kneel and pray before the Father. Paul knew the grace of God. He knew the gospel identity that he had. And I just want to give you a quick overview. At very first, he talks to church Ephesus. He says, you're set apart in Christ. 
So Paul said, you're set apart in Jesus and you're rich in Him. He gives that long sentence. Real long sentence right after that of being in Him. In Him. In Him. Over and over and over. And he would tag that with, for the praise of the glory of God. Then he starts praying for him. He's already prayed for him once in this letter that he wrote to Ephesus. He wanted them to grow. He thanked them. He wanted to grow in the knowledge of God. He wanted their eyes to be enlightened. And then the great famous chapter 2, But God, we were dead, but God was alive in Christ. And He shows that we are a workmanship for Him. How we are to be unified in Him. To be reconciled by Him. Paul knew that he was a servant. So I would say that Paul understood before he even wrote this this part right here, that I can go before the Father kneeling because of how great He is and how we're in Him. And He showed that through chapters 1, 2, and 3. And so that's why His heart posture was before the Father. Humble and in awe. A heart that is in tune with the Father and His will. Verse 15, He says, "...from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named." The family of the Jew and Gentile who is now in the family. So when you come to know Christ, we're in the family. He says, who all is in Him is we are family. Him as the Father. Us in family. Now we have access to Him. That's why we go to Him in prayer and depend on Him in everything that we do. H.B. Charles says this, prayer is arguably the most objective measurement of our dependence upon God. He says, think of it this way. The things you pray about are the things you trust God to handle. The things you neglect to pray about are the things you trust yourself to handle. And that's just impactful for us today to say we're in the awe of who God is. And so many times I think we get into that attitude, I got this. And you see where it ends up. We end up a fallen person. And so, so, may, so may we kneel before the Father daily and just be in humble adoration and awe of who He is. And so I'm going to do these points a little bit different than you're probably used to. After this one, after each point, I want to take time to pray that over you. And so it would be a little bit different. So after I pray, we're not done. We're going to continue to go. Point two and three. So don't think, usually when you see these prayers, everybody walks out and we're done. And so I just want to take time to take that first point of kneel before the Father in all. And let's pray that to, right now over you guys. Father, I thank You for this time. Lord, Your Word shows us how Paul was praying for the church at Ephesus that he would kneel before You. God, and I want to do that now. I want to kneel before You. God, in humble adoration of who You are. I want to be in awe of who You are. And I pray that over each person in this room right now. God, I pray that every heart and every mind will be captivated by You. God, we stand in the audience of one. God, You're God and we are not. Lord, so I pray this over each and every person that as they wake up every day, they would be in awe of You and wonder of You every day. God, and I pray this over them in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, point number two. Kneel before the Father to be filled. So we're in awe and adoration of who God is. And Paul showed that he understood that. Now, he says, kneel before the Father to be filled. Verse 16, 17, 18, and 19, starting in verse 16, he says, I pray that He may grant you. Paul was all about praying for others and the spiritual benefit. He was all about others. And he says, according to the riches of God. And don't forget how rich you are in Christ. Chapters 1 shows us that. And that real long sentence right at the end, first of chapter 1, verse, verse 3 through 14, is one I would 
really, really recommend to you to highlight, to um, memorize. That's one of the one of the scriptures that we memorize for Super Summer and stuff. We put in there, and we want to put that in our mind and heart is that when we're in Christ, it's for the praise of His glory, and He shows that through that, through that. And so I, I just want to encourage you to memorize that. And he first he says, "Be filled to be strengthened with power in your inner being through His Spirit." God's amazing power in His children with His presence. His presence is here. Are we aware of it? Every day are we aware of the God's presence in us? 2 Corinthians 4.16 says this, Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our outer may be fading away. And today you're probably feeling it. How many of y'all are feeling your outer is slowly fading away today, especially after a long day of serving. For me, my outer is fading away as well. I have a bald spot coming up. People make fun of this little bald spot. I start having my hair starting to fade away and things like that. But the inner, the inner being here, he says, is being renewed day by day. So inner, we should be the inner spirit inside of us to be renewed day by day because our outer is going away, but we're growing to be more like Him daily to empower our hearts, to be satisfied in Him, to be obedient to the call that He has put on our life. And this is the power to understand God's love. An internal work. Not being shaped from the outside, but being shaped from within the Holy Spirit inside of us. I remember growing up and always wanting the new thing. You'd see a friend have it. You'd see it on TV. You'd always want this new thing all the time. And what it was, it was just an outward thing to shape me to be the cool crowd. And that's not what Paul's trying to get in here. He wants us to be eternalized, internal, shaped from the inside out. And only the Spirit can give us the change we need on the inside. He says, our inner being. It is a need daily of the Word. I stole this from Robbie Gallaty, but if you ask any of the students at West Jackson, what is a phrase Austin says all the time? And I guarantee you, or I hope they would, would tell you this phrase. It's get into the Word until the Word gets into you. Now, I stole it from Robbie Gallaty, but I have carried that phrase over and over because I think it's so important. Get into the Word until the Word gets into you because that's the internal change that we need each and every day. Prayer and being obedient to God. And I say obedience because, yes, He is there in our hearts at the moment of salvation, but does He rule everything of our heart? Verse 17, He says, "...and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith." I love that word dwell. That word dwell means ruling the heart. Because the word means to take up residence, to make yourself at home. His presence in His believers. But has He made Himself at home? He's in us. You get all the Spirit. He's in us, but has He made Himself at home? And Paul was praying this for the church that He would dwell. He would make Himself take up residence, a deeper relationship with Christ through faith, he says in this prayer. And this is a continued trust in Him. And Paul says, I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love. So we know that plants have deep roots and buildings have firm foundations, but here it's about a deep love that's firmly planted in Christ, rooted and firm. And so the people around the community of Saltilla today, how are they going to know that you are a disciple of Christ? How is a watching world going to be drawn to Jesus through you? And I'm glad you asked me that question because John 13 34 and 35 says, I give you a new command, Jesus says, love one another just as I have loved you. You're also to love one another. By this, 
Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And that's exactly what you're showing to the South Taylor community today and the rest of this week, is love. And they're going to see that you're a disciple of Jesus. And they're going to be a watching world as we be drawn to Jesus and not you. And that's what we want to see in the city of South Taylor because His love is the nutrients for our soul. A prayer by Paul and hope that this church would grasp this during this time. And I want to remind you of something in chapter 2. The reason why we can even say that we have the love of Christ in us and moving through us, in chapter 2, verse 4, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love He had for us, made us alive with Christ even though we were dead in our trespasses. You are saved by grace. And that's why we have this love that's overpouring out of us into the lives of the people around us as well. And back into our text, verse 18, Paul prays, may be so that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints. He's just saying an understanding or a grasp of His love. And then he uses some expressions here to help the believers understand that this love is a spiritual well that won't run dry and it's discovered here corporately with all the saints and how that love is seen. He says length and width, height and depth of God's love and meaning His love is complete. And we need others to see this as well. Seeing God's work in other people's lives is what people are seeing today. And people are seeing God's love through you this week. Is that not an amazing thought to think about? People are seeing that through you as you work for the glory of God each and every day. And we are in the li- in this life together. We're in community together. And you need each other for encouragement, for laughter probably at times. You need that throughout the day to keep going. But ultimately, you need that inner being a Christ dwelling in your heart, taking up residence in your heart every day. And so when He dwells in our hearts, as the prayer talks about here, we see an amazing love. Verse 19, And to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Love from Christ vertically and horizontally seen through us each and every day. To know how He loves. He says, a love that surpasses Knowledge. This is greater than our minds could even think about what's going on around us as we work for the glory of God so that you may be filled with the fullness of God in order to be more like Christ and to show that love, meaning that we need more of Him. And as we're in all of Him, that's what He's doing. He's filling us up each and every day as we're in the Word until the Word gets into our heart. A goal this week is that you're so in awe of who God is and you're so full of the Spirit is that every single person that's watching you work in those yards, they're seeing the love of Christ and they're being drawn to Jesus. That's the main goal for this week as you continue to work for the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the Spirit. And as you're being filled, you are what you behold. And the more you're beholding Christ and showing the love of Christ, that's what a watching world is going to see through you. But it starts in the morning, I believe, as you wake up in the morning in your prayer and quiet time as you just spend time with God. Charles Spurgeon says this. This is what I love. I love one of his quotes. It should be our rule never to see the face of men before first seeing the face of God. The morning watch anchors the soul so that it will not very readily drift far away from the God during the day. The morning is the gate of the day and it should be well guarded in prayer. He who rushes from his bed to his business without first spending time with God is as foolish 
as though he had not washed or dressed, and as unwise as one dashing to battle without arms or armor. And so Paul's prayer is that they would be filled with the fullness of God. And so my question is, will you be in awe of God? And will you be filled by God? And so I want to take time to pray this over you as we finish up point number two as well. So let's pray over this one. God, thank You again for Your Word. God, and as You have captivated each and every heart and mind in this room right now, Lord, I pray that You would fill us. Fill us with more of You. God, may our life decrease as You increase in it each and every day. Fill us with more of Your love, Lord, so that we might be able to walk in love, to walk in wisdom, to walk in the light each and every day so that a watching world will be drawn to You and not us. God, so fill each and every one of them up as they continue to serve in this community for Your honor and Your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So in awe of God, being filled by God, and lastly, kneel before the Father in confidence. And we're going to look at verse 20 and 21 real quick. He says, Now to Him who is able. Who? Him. Not me. Not you. But Him who is able. When we are filled with His strength and Christ dwells in us and we're rooted in love, full of Him, He is the one that rules our hearts. And He says this, because He does above and beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. There's no limit to His power and what He can do this week through you. Do we truly come to Him in belief and confidence in knowing that? I think sometimes we shy away from real prayer because sometimes we don't think anything's going to happen. And it's a weak faith. And here, if you dwell on that verse, man, God, you can do far and beyond anything I can ever imagine. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see something that we could do. We want to see something that God can do. And that people would say, God did that, not us. As we work for the glory of God this week. Are you truly convinced of this power? He says, in us. Christ may dwell. I love that. Take up residence. The Holy Spirit. Why? Verse 21. To Him be glory in the church as and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The church is to glorify God. That is why you have an important purpose this week. That's why God is blessed this week. That's why God's going to continue to bless this week. It's before His honor and His glory as He fills you and as you're in awe of who He is. If you keep reading in Ephesians, starting in chapter 4, you'll see He, he shows all this of being in Christ. And in chapter 4, he makes that little switch. He says this, Therefore, I, I, a prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you've received. And he shows that throughout the rest of the letter. This is how you live worthy of the calling you've received in Christ. And he shows that. And if you continue to read that, you can see that can we do that? No. But He can do it through us. As we humbly find ourselves in all of Him, being filled by Him, and we're walking in confidence of Him and not ourselves. i got one last little illustration. Uh, some of the youth pastors and I, uh, we get together and read a book every once in a while. And it was a couple years ago. This might have been for your time, Corey. I'm not sure. Uh, we read the Ragamuffin Gospel uh, together. And this story was in there, and it kind of stuck with me uh, throughout my time. It's kind of a, an odd story, but it kind of shows you and gives you a point, I think, that would help you, I think, throughout the rest of this week. And in, this, in there, it talks about a story. Imagine you're being pursued by a tiger in a jungle. And you're running. And you're running. And that tiger is after you. You're running. You come to an edge of a cliff. And as the tiger's approaching, you turn and look. And you notice there's a rope right there. 
So you jump, you grab the rope, you come down about halfway down the rope and you stop and there's the tiger and you got away. Well, as you look down, you notice there are some jagged rocks at the bottom. And you can't go there. You look up, there's the tiger. You can't go there. And then you notice there's some mice that come out and start gnawing on the rope. So what do you do? And as you're sitting in that moment, you look into the edge of the cliff and you notice a strawberry. So you reach out, you grab that strawberry, you take a bite of it, and you say, man, that's the best strawberry I've ever had in my life. And you sit there and think, what in the world does that story have to do with anything? Here's what that story tells us. If you're preoccupied with your past, the tiger, or if you're thinking about the future, the jagged rocks, you're going to miss the strawberry that you have that day. And it shows us that in this, that you'll miss that strawberry, that present moment that God gives you. Because here's the thing. The primary question of the indwelling Spirit in us is not, God, what do you have for me in life? No, it's, God, what do you have for me today? And so each and every day as you wake up and you're in awe of who God is, you're being filled by Him and you're walking in confidence, don't miss, God, what do you have for me today? That strawberry, that moment to bring you glory every day. Robbie Gallaty also has a, 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 a quote that I leave on my desk, and it says this, Your greatest offering is your personal holiness before God. As a vessel set apart for the work of God, he said, then you'll be useful for the kingdom of God. And that's the goal this week, as you continue to walk in His ways and not your own. Don't miss that moment to where God can do something amazing. And all you can say is, God, you did this, not me. And so my question is, will you kneel before the Father in all daily? Will you kneel before the Father to be filled daily? And will you kneel before the Father in confidence as you walk in His ways and not your own?